Hello. It is 5 p.m. Friday. Welcome to our third episode of the Film Friday podcast. Um, this is brought to you by the Film Fellowship, as always, an initiative between the Accountability Lab Zimbabwe and Magamba Network. This Film Fellowship is a program that aims to develop the next generation of impact filmmakers, giving young people aged 18 to 35 an opportunity to develop their skills in filmmaking and storytelling and just broaden their understanding of integrity and accountability. So please do follow us on ALZ Film Fellows, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well, as the 10 film fellows chosen for this first cohort of the program receive their training and mentorship and they'll be um, showing some of their projects and assignments that they have. And at the end, we have each fellow making a short film that will be showcased across all 10 provinces because that's what we're about, representation, integrity, and accountability. So today, oh, I am so excited. Today, we have the brilliant Titi Madonda, who is manager at C Media Africa and just production extraordinaire. Just sheer brilliance. I'm so excited to have her on. So Titi, welcome to the Film Friday podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Oh, <laughs> Hi, Mia. <laughs> I we love the headscarf. Yes, that's my thing. Oh. All right, all right, all right. So how are you doing? How are you? I'm doing good. Actually. Um, <laughs> actually. Like, are you managing, working from home, homeschooling, all of it? I honestly... Working from home for what I do hasn't really taken that much effect because um, at C Media we still work for the church, um, so we have to live stream every Sunday. So I feel like I haven't rested, and every time there's another lockdown, I'm like, <laughs> but it's been good. Um, the only other thing is we do work with a lot of people from. Um, overseas so you have a lot of um, mm -hmm. evening calls which is yeah there's more and more of them now because of um what's going on around the world yeah yeah oh, i feel you everybody's like oh i enjoyed the weekend or i'm like i don't i don't know what day. Every, every day just blurs when you're working from home just deadlines can be at any time you work with people across different times any any time is go time yeah but exactly that, that also applies to rest though so anytime is nap time <laughs> Well, not for me. I've got three kids and I'm homeschooling. Um, well, my husband's a better homeschooler. He's he's good. But um, yeah, I guess I guess it's been it's been a bonding time for us. Um, I think there's a lot of things you think you know your children, but you actually don't. So this has been really a great time to bond with them and get to know them. Also, just even when yeah. teaching them, we get to kind of figure out what they're weak at, um, get to know how to encourage them. But yeah, mm -hmm. I appreciate teachers. I am not <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> it makes sense now. It all, it all it makes, all sense, makes now. sense. Exactly. So I'm excited to talk to you about, about C-Media and the church and just the fact that 
the core i know lots of people have come and gone at c medium some amazing names in the industry have passed through guys but most of you guys as the core team are still together and still working where you started at celebration at the church yep <laughs> at the church <laughs> well the thing is um with um i guess when i started i thought i was just doing a gap year um mm. my mom's a pastor so she had this thing you know you have to serve in the church but at the time um i had actually done some internships there and at the time they had you know they had the best equipment um and um at the time i did do my gap year which didn't end up being a gap year um they had just gone on to six tv stations so at one point there were like 16 or 17 of us in a room inclusive oh <laughs> of people like Napster, Napoleon, Tina's photography. There was a whole lot of us in one room because there was so much work to be done. You had to be um, sending out TV programs every single week to different stations. And they were not all the same program because they were, they were not um, yeah. the same. Yeah, so we literally would work Seven days a week. We had no lives. <laughs> we Pressure. Be each other's friends. That's it, right? Like, and the seventh day was for rest, but the seventh day is when you actually. The seventh you're on, day you're... is go time. <laughs> oh, pressure, man. So, yeah, um, I guess what happened is at some point, I think Zim just started. And um, I think the church was actually paying for being on TV um, and. And they couldn't afford that anymore. That just things were just not going so well. But we had the equipment. We had a lot of people <laughs> in there. And then um, um, the pastor, Pastor Tom at Celebration, um, I think he just thought, okay, guys, um, either we shut down or you guys figure something out and make a plan. And mm. the few of us um, came together and we made a plan. <laughs> And a few years later, it's it's C Media, but it, it was hard. I mean, I think I think for us, uh, we had figured out how to do production and do it well, and you know, set deadlines, meet them, make sure that we have, you know, we had figured how to work with an oiled machine, and so the oil was the the machine was moving. We had set the foundation. But yeah. we had to learn how to market ourselves. Like, who are you? And are you the church? And what are you doing? You know, so yeah, those first uh, few years of C Media were not that glorious. <laughs> they were not. Um... But yeah, I can, I can tell you a couple of things that we used to do. We used to have like, um, I think one of the things we used to do is we'd have a hit list. I forgot what we used to call it. It had quite a funny name, something like hit a shimmy list or something. Yeah. So um, I was pregnant at the time that we started C Media. So I wasn't oh, on camera anymore, which was a bummer. So um, I studied PR. So I started doing, well, I guess it kind of made sense to get me to be client relations at the time. So I used to. Mm -hmm you know, go into the directory, look into all these companies, try to study them, come up with a hit list, and then we'd start calling these companies. So we'd call and call and call. Would you know, we'd actually create proposals for companies and then we'd call them. Oh, wow. And a lot of them would say no, because it's like, who are you? 
you know, um, there were companies out there that were doing the things. And we weren't an ad agency as well, which kind of made it a bit harder. Um, we didn't want to be an ad agency. Uh, we just wanted to specialize in production. Um, and so it made it a bit harder because you also were cold calling ad agencies and they're just like, who are you and what have you done? And we're like, we've done church programs. <laughs> so, so we'd call these clients and then eventually we realized, you know what, a lot of them say no. So let's keep cold calling. And we tell the client that we have something like the best idea for a video they could do. And if they say yes, then we'll have a sleepless mm -hmm. night and work on the idea. So that's what we do. So yeah, we had sleepless nights there, but it did pay off. I mean, Imagine. also what it did um, for us is as we kept moving, we had so many ideas that we had come up with mm -hmm. for so many companies. So when companies approached us, we actually already knew what we wanted to do for them. And that actually allowed us to innovate. Um, but another funny story is one of the things we used to do is um, try to make a first impression. So we used to dress up one of our team members as a Disney character when we go to these oh, meetings. Goodness. So it was sort of like an icebreaker. And <laughs> walking, in, walking into a boardroom with uh, Winnie the Pooh or Donald Duck. And we'd buy roses on our way, um, give the rose to the receptionist to make a day. So we did the work just to get the companies to remember you. And I guess um, the team I was working with, I think Tommy, Tommy Duchelle was part of that. And he's crazy. I mean, he'd come up with all those ideas. So like one of you is dressed like Donald Duck. Uh, at that point, I'm happy I'm a lady. And I was client relations because I never had to do that. The one day we met. No, oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping we could pull up from the archives or something. And think, <laughs> no, 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 no. So no. the one day we go with Donald Duck, we meet one of these big CEOs. Uh, we sit in the room. Normally, it was such an amazing icebreaker because, uh, icebreaker because it would um, add creativity to the room, you know, and just... Yeah. allow us to just get the pitch flowing so you get there and you're like um 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 the guy was pitching is like yeah so you know looney tunes right and the guy's like no he's like uh you know donald duck and the guy's like no let's get to business at that point our pitch was like Ooh. yeah <laughs> we didn't do a lot more of those actually but i guess we're growing yeah. yeah and it's it's a good thing because i mean that was like you said it's a lot of creative exercise not yes. only to you but then by the time and it lets you be prepared by the time people now start coming to you one one yeah. you made an impression and two yeah. you've got now this backlog of ideas that you can just rework exactly and i guess i guess working with the church um all those years we actually managed to have systems in place you had to have that because if Mm -hmm. If you didn't, um, um, I mean, TV is just, it's all about deadlines. So we always, we had to really have our systems and structures in place. You couldn't um, afford not to. So what we needed when we transitioned into C-Media um, um, was more, I guess, the creative element, how to deal with clients. But when it came mm -hmm. to doing the job, I mean, you're doing the job every Sunday. And if things go wrong, you figure it out. So... I think that's probably what helped us is 
the fact that you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So production is not that crazy because you've got those systems in place. I think that's what helped. That's helped. That's what's helped us over the years. Yeah, and especially getting that professional structure so yeah. early on. Like apart from it being a personal strength of yours, this is and like that's what you've settled on, right? And that's your that's your main thing at C Media right now, right? You're in production management and yes. just the importance of pre-production planning mm -hmm. that a lot of people miss and you have years of experience, as, like not just you, but as C Media, you guys have like, you've got that down pat. <laughs> and that's a huge thing. <laughs> I mean, as far as you can, like something, you know, the 11th hour, something always goes wrong. Um, somebody, I remember once somebody put the non-rechargeable batteries in the charger all night and after like a two hour late start, we're sitting there like, okay, let's go and just, but that's the thing, like all these things can go wrong, but you know, you guys have that experience of like, if, especially with TV it's on a schedule, it has to go, it has to go, it has to go. So like, talk us through how um, at the media, like the practices that you have, you personally and as a company, uh, in your production management and just the importance of getting things done as much as possible before it's actually showtime. Well, uh, <laughs> we have made a lot of mistakes, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we've done the most. We once went to um, a shoot tape days um and the guys forgot um the they forgot the tapes and we had a shoot at the airport um around rush hour and we were shooting the manager. so we have had it i actually funny enough um i think i think in this industry you can never have a big head hey um i actually was on a production two weeks ago since me the <laughs> structured one and I forgot to record sound I was doing sound and I forgot to record sound for the first few minutes and that was me and and you know I I guess I broke my own rules that day because I was focused yeah. on something else but it taught me that you always um you you can never be you know all prepared in your head yeah always have a checklist so as much as, mm -hmm. as tedious as it is, I think one of the most important things is to have your checklist, even to the, 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 the minute thing of um, check the camera setting, check if it's not overexposed, um, add that to your checklist, <laughs> check that your batteries are charged, um, um, check that you, know, you have enough um, cards um, for the camera and that you've already backed up the footage that's on there. We've had a lot of those issues yes. um, before. And um, yeah, um, I think pre-production, I actually think in if you are in our industry, pre-production is mm -hmm. actually a lifestyle. Um, I think you live R&D, you live that pre-production lifestyle. I think one of the things I've been doing now is even as I'm driving around when I meet people, I'm listening mm -hmm. to their voices. I'm like, I wonder if this person would be good for a voiceover. Or I'm looking at how they speak, how they act, because we don't have a big acting um, industry. We don't have a big um, talent resource in Zimbabwe. 
but we build it yeah. as we go, you know, and we've done that a couple of times with, with ads um, in C Media is we look at someone and we're like, I actually like that person. I think they'd work for one, two, three, four, five. And mm -hmm. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm constantly in that mode of, okay, you know what, if an opportunity comes and I need to go to X, Y, Z, that would actually be a good place to be. But then I guess also pre-production in terms of if you're going on a shoot. And I don't just want to talk about production as in film or TV, because I think that sometimes we think through that. But I think film adverts, a lot of them are like short films. Uh, music videos are literally yes. short films, you know. Yes. So think through your scripts. Think through it over and over again. That is like 80% of your product is your mm -hmm. script, is your idea. What is that unique idea? Um, what is your end goal? What result are you looking for? What are you wanting the end user to feel when they watch that music video, when they watch that film? Um, are you looking for money? <laughs> if you're looking for money, then you need to really work hard on what you're doing and make sure that by the time someone presses the stop button, they are actually going to give you money or they're mm -hmm. actually going to fund whatever you're trying to, are you advocating, are you wanting people to change their belief? All of that takes research. You really have to sit down and think through that whole process and then think through the equipment that you want to use. Um, um, you can never have enough equipment. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes um, because of where we are, you have to embrace your constraints. And because mm -hmm. of that, I guess you have to figure out, okay, if I'm going to use a phone, what angle am I actually going to go for? Um, yeah, pre-production is something else. It's, it's tedious, but it's so important. You can never be too prepared. I, I think you, you, you cannot be overly prepared because things can go wrong. Um, it can start raining. <laughs> when the weather report said it wouldn't, um, you know, it, things happen. Someone may not pitch up. Um, what's your plan B? <laughs> Electricity goes off and there isn't a generator at the location that you've gone to. Um, yes. Yes. Time is money. Time yeah. is money. So I think, um, I think also one of the things in terms of just um, what I, I think is important when it comes to production management or just producing besides um, um, pre-production is um, understanding the people that you're working with, uh, making mm -hmm. sure that each person on your team knows exactly what they're doing. If you are changing batteries and your job is changing batteries, don't start laughing at XYZ in front of the camera or Kanga no Akuti. Make sure that you are, um, and I think sometimes we're like, ah, oh, guys, let's do this, let's do this, and you don't actually give people roles. And then when you then review the footage, you're like, what happened to the sound, guys? That was me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that saying, um, it, it was something that, okay, I'm getting it wrong, something that anybody could have done, but everybody thought that somebody was going to do it, and at the end, nobody did it, even though anyone could have done it. And it's just shambles at the end. It is. It is. It is. So you, you just... Um, and, and it, this is not just for like someone who's in production management, because in Zimbabwe, we don't have everyone, you know, but just yeah. to know that, hey, you know what, you are just 
managing um, crowds. Like if someone comes close, just walk up to them and say, hey, sorry, we're doing a shoot. Please give us five minutes before you go across. You know, it's it's just making sure that, um, and once you identify the roles, you actually realize what gaps you have. And then you can then mm -hmm. double up. You know, but then that all still comes back to pre-production. If you hadn't thought about it, if you hadn't had your checklist, it's not just going to magically appear. You know, the recording and the edit is actually your icing on the cake. <laughs> the pre-production yeah. is making sure you have all the ingredients ready for what you're about to do. Because that recording so, yeah. won't happen if the rest of it's not, it's not in place. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I'm, we just I'm don't big, think about it enough. I'm big on 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 planning, on pre-production, on on thinking through and double thinking through and rechecking. I'm big on that. I can become very pedantic and irritating, but the end goal is to have fun on the set and not to be sweating and anxious. The end goal is if I am about to shoot someone who's you know, sometimes I do a lot of documentary and you go into a situation where you're a sensitive situation and then you're mm -hmm. faffing with the camera. You know, once you get in front of that person, you want to be ready to just calm them down and get them to mm -hmm. speak, you know, and you're also not like, okay, did I get it right? But then also we've had situations where you actually can't do pre-production. You can't go to the venue or the location beforehand. And so I think sometimes if you train yourself to always prepare and have your checklist, once you get to an area that's not familiar, which will happen, um, mm. you're better prepared at troubleshooting. Yeah. So yeah. I could yeah, especially talking. if you know what's... Oh, no, it's important. It's really important though. Like it cannot be underlined and highlighted enough um and it's interesting you said that you become sort of pedantic about it and it's it's a label that goes around a lot and i think with with women and then you now either being shrill or you're being a shrew or you're being hysterical and like a lot of women being producers and so I don't know, people don't always agree with me on this, but I feel like a lot of the times, maybe, maybe it's not just me, but a lot of the times, a few of the, there's always, when there's a woman on set, there's a huge difference in how things are run, I feel, because we're so socialized to plan. We're so socialized to think ahead. We're so socialized to also think of everybody's needs, not just our own. You're always thinking of like, is Ningi okay? You're always thinking of, okay, can I tell Zopedza? What are we going to do? What are people going to eat? Because normally in the house, you're, <laughs> you're socialized to be that person. Um, and so sometimes it's really bad. Like you end up in situations that are like, okay, but this is not really my job though. Like, why am I serving lunch? Exactly. There's <laughs> <laughs> boys my age who want just sat down. Not, but suddenly... How am I involved? But yeah, definitely when there's women there, and again that like dichotomy of roles in uh -huh. production, even yeah. stuff that like doesn't necessarily because you can tell it's not even about like seniority or experience anymore. It's, it's just yeah. you do chakati, you do chakati, and yeah. why is that? Apart from the fact that like we're socialized to think that way, but 
I think it's the way we're socialized, uh, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. I should say, like, you know, when I was in university, a lot of your, your um, projects, um, you have to do them as teams. And I mean, you, you, you can't really do production without a, a team well, but yeah. we do anyway. <laughs> we, we, we do sometimes. So um, they put us in teams, so like girls, guys, you know, and then you get in there and I've always been a techie. That's who I am. I'm not your in front of the camera. Someone had to <clears throat> really <laughs> do this because this is not me. Um, but um, what would happen is automatically, um the guys would be like yeah so uh we are on camera we are doing the editing uh, you are going to be the one in front of the camera you know <laughs> and it would happen constantly and i'm just like no i'm not going in front of the camera you go in front of the camera and i <laughs> go behind the camera and you know it it would happen it's it's like a natural thing that happens but mm -hmm. um um I think I just would fight against the grind. I would sometimes when we'd get into teams, I would become the team leader so that I would do the, the editing. Um, I actually had a lot of experience during university because when I'd be on holidays, my mom, uh, when I actually went and studied media, my mom was just like, ah, that's a DJ. And so, <laughs> so I never had a free holiday. She literally... I would come home and she's like, I got you a job um, to internet GTA. I got you a job to internet mega video. And I mean, yeah, she really helped me because I, I quickly figured out what I wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. But I also learned the craft. So I just loved, I loved being behind the scenes. Um, but then when I got pregnant um, and I had my son, I couldn't do all of those things, but I do see how um, we are socialized. But one of my friends once um, told me that women are like the um, the muscle and the tendons. So men cluck <laughs> against each other, and women are like the muscle and the tendons that tendons that hold uh, the bones together. And I guess sometimes we do have to accept that. It doesn't mean that you yeah. don't. Um, um, go out and do the technical work. I mean, I love doing that. Um, but I've also accepted that, hey, because I do think, ah, the guys will probably be hungry at the shoot. Let me pass through the shops and get something. I, I just do it. You know, that's just um, who I've learned to be before I would resist it. I think because of what had happened in university. I mean, in C Media, I wouldn't let the guys carry my bags. I would be like, who are you? <laughs> I can hold the camera as well as you can. Um, and, you know, um, when, when I had my second um, born, I had um, a condition with my hand, so I couldn't actually use it mm. for quite a long time. And that was just yeah. like, oh, I just have to let them help me. <laughs> but, um, Relinquish. but I think Same also, that. yeah, we, I think also, yes, there is the socialization, but I also see now that um, once you gain trust in any um, team, um, mm -hmm. people allow you to do what you're good at. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes um, within that, you actually learn other things that you're good at. If anyone ever said to me, hey, you'd be doing, you'd be producing or 
um, on the admin side of productions, I'd have been like, no, you're joking. That is so not me, but I totally yeah. love it. I love it. It's, I live it. So um, I guess it's there. Um, it is there. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I guess um, as we grow or I guess as individuals, we do need to allow people to grow in their areas of expertise, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not, and it's not exactly. And say, not, yeah, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Or say like guys should be technical as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it just I just got reminded of something that I always notice is um in in fast food, especially in Zim, no matter how crowded and busy the place is, you will never have a guy taking your order at the front at the till. It's not a thing. It's hashi fish. I got and there's, there's not going to be a woman cooking in the back, which is really weird because it's like women belong in the kitchen except for when they need to be paid for it. Then we'll get the men to do it. Yeah. Re fashion. Anyway, <laughs> things like it is really the socializing, but I guess it's changing slowly. It is. It is changing slowly, oh, yes. and yeah. And I think that the younger generation are more open to who you are as an individual than um, mm -hmm. your gender. I guess. Yeah. But then we also yeah. like our bags carried, and we like to be pampered sometimes. So, you know, it's it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely got into that once. I, I have a bad back now, which I didn't before. And now, yeah, before I was the same as you. I was like, I am a strong, independent girl. I don't need no man. And now I'm like, oh, no, it has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> I get up yeah. Because I've got a bunch of other duties going on. Um, yeah. So, but still, but still, we need more women in oh, yes. the industry or the community, whatever you want to yes. call it. We need more women in production. We need more women in media and i know that you specifically try to change that i noticed that you're the only woman on the c media team page but i know that in terms of <laughs> as i was scrolling down i was like huh hmm. like i appreciate sis is running the show but where are the rest of us where where are the rest of us yeah where are the rest of you ladies please <laughs> behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. Um, actually, yeah. I've met quite a few. I have met quite a few and I make it a point to work with some. I mean, I think we also need to realize that the industry, especially in this country is really new. Um, when I mm -hmm. went and studied uh, uh, media, I, I think that's probably why my parents were just like, you know, and I remember my relatives calling me and just being like, because a lot of what you'd see uh, with women in media is in front of the camera and mm -hmm. never uh, behind the scenes or, you know, as, you know, hosts and not behind the scenes. And you still don't see a lot of it now. I was laughing um, with you the other day saying, you know, even when I was listening to Joe and um, the last two um, um, lives yeah, that you Yeah, uh, 
uh, Trey was talking about how he was talking about the film industry and it was all men. Hey, it's just like, so this person yep. did this, and this person. And I mean, we do have the Tsitsidangarembois and stuff, but there's not a lot of, for me, there was not a lot of um, women producers or women I could follow. Um, mm-hmm. we, we're actually, especially then, I won't tell you my age, but then it was, what? even in Zimbabwe, I mean, you didn't have a lot of people actually studying um, media, yeah. but universities now in Zimbabwe, there's a lot of the media studies. There's a lot of that coming up. I mean, I mean, every year I get like so so many um, applications for internships. So you can see that universities are offering the courses, but there aren't enough mm. industries to take those people on. So I think we've got a lot of work yeah. to do in creating those spaces where people can be trained because a lot of them know theory, but they don't actually know um how to operate equipment how to think through um productions and then that's how you then get a lot of people just starting their own thing because they studied it but we're not churning out good enough work but with that say talking about women i i have made it a point to get female interns i have a lot of single guys so they like it I'm not pushing for anything, but I think it also helps me have someone else think about always having water in the office and coffees and (laughs) um, being the muscle and the tendons, uh, being the softer side. But yeah, um, I have tried. I've I've got an intern right now. She is amazing. She studied in in Malaysia. And she, I mean, that girl... Yeah, watch this space. She is really doing so, so well with us. Um, I'm normally the only girl, but yeah, we, we, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying to get you're, you're, no, you're fighting the good fight. You're fighting, the, you're fighting good the good fight. But I also just, after listening to Joe and Trey, I also just felt like, you know what, let's, we really need to get some more um, women in film um, telling yeah that side of the story, I think Zimbabwe has got a lot of stories that need to be told. And I think women have a very different element um, to them and they see the world differently um, from the way way men do. Not saying that um, there's anything wrong with the way the men have, they've actually opened doors for us, the the Joes, the the Munyas, um, they've opened doors for us. But um, I do, I would love to see like, you know, in, in credits, have some of our female producers' names coming up. Um, yeah. On the technical side, producer, camera, edit. Um, I've worked with some really good editors like Tatenda Masanga. There's Carol Marufu. There's people out there who are really killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they're pushing their craft. And I think, I think soon we'll start seeing quite a lot more of um, women producing stuff behind the scenes, me included. <laughs> Yes. Um, I yes. do I do think um, we will. Definitely. Um, you mentioned just the, the graduates coming through, like we have these media programs coming up, but then people get there and they're mostly of the theory because we just don't have enough, enough resources, you know, like the equipment yeah. and the everything, but also the, the experience. And like what you're saying, you sometimes have to wear different hats. And I remember... Joe and Trey saying this as well that you, just because of the ways in which we're structured and our industry is also yeah. new, um, well they called it more of a community. You have to wear so many hats, and something 
always like invariably something will suffer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you said that day with the checklist is something yes. definitely did suffer so how do we <laughs> combat that like because we need to wear the different hats but then yeah. also we yeah. just don't have enough yeah you're just being pulled in all these different directions true you know i think i think like for me i i can say i'm a byproduct of people who just gave me a chance you know i mean mm-hmm. the gary thompsons the rick smiths um they they allowed me to jump in but also my attitude had to be right i've had interns that come in and they're doing zumba instead of trying to learn something um during a free period or you know it's just like okay uh you know but um i honestly think that um whoever's in production out there it doesn't hurt you to have someone um come onto your team and even just help you grip or hold a light mm-hmm. or that's that's how we grow the industry and the more we do out there like if the more we do out there and the more we recognize out there the more we actually create a platform for anyone else who's coming up you know we become the we become that you know the footstool for these people they come and they actually grow and become better than us so you know i respect celebration for that they because of the sunday services and us being on um television we actually um have uh of training that we do every quarter and one of the things oh, we've yeah. had to learn very quickly is you know what not everyone's going to go through this it used to be six months initially we would train people for six months before they would hold oh the camera actually start um uh-huh. doing the work but the equipment was there you know you learn how to frame your shots you learn how to um the 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 production lingo so we'd have people coming in and out you know each time we had these trainings you'd have like 30 people at a time and probably only 10 of them would make it through the whole program to actually um join the team and start doing um productions with us but what we'd find is after some time you're like oh that guy started a company he was actually training with us and he's doing really good oh wow that you know and those were some of the opportunities that were afforded to me and that i think mm-hmm. i would love to continue um doing that we haven't done any for the past year but um i know that's really helped but still we are not covering <laughs> the number of students that are coming out within media who need just that basic training of how to do things right because our story needs to be told in Zimbabwe um it really does but yeah. one of the things i've also realized is because of our economy and what's going on and you leaving university and not having a job um um i mean i've lost a lot of people because if i do a wedding that pays me 200 um see media learned very quickly not to do weddings and birthday parties but if i do a wed- wedding that pays me $200 i need to share that $200 with a team of 12 um yeah. and so that one guy is like why should i be stuck in see media when i can make the $200 by myself so he mm-hmm. becomes jack of all trades because he needs to pay the bills and that's yeah. the reality of what we are faced with what we need to pay the bills and so what it's created is it's it's created an industry 
or Trey said we're not an industry uh, community, <laughs> which is true, but um, it's created a community of jack of all trades. So I've, when, when we've had productions where we don't have enough capacity and we've done like a call out for freelancers, you call this guy and, or this lady and you're like, okay, um, so what are you good at? And they're like, ah, I, I do everything. Okay, what is everything? Ah, everything. I can go in front of the camera. I can hold the camera. I can record. I can edit. And then when it comes to it, the guy doesn't even know how to set up light. (laughs) (laughs) Or doesn't know how to, you know. um, But they are showing you stuff that they've done. You know, I've done this. I've done that. So you realize that they are doing everything, but they're not mastering. And I guess my... Mm -hmm. My real desire in this industry is to get people to really, I would say, if you are out there, master that one thing. You know, I, I thought I'd be a, an animator. That was my dream. Really? <laughs> um, and, I, yeah. and I still, you know, I'm trying, I try a few things out, but I think mm-hmm. I've now realized, you know what, I actually love production management. I love producing. If push came to shove, I still need to know the craft so that I can do those things that need to be done. If you're on a set where the budget is not uh-huh. big enough to have a million people and you can only have two, I can still jump on the camera and do a good job um, because that's, that's our industry. You still need to make sure your craft is good. You need to watch, you need to learn consistently, but learn that one thing. If you feel or you realize, you know what, lighting, I've learned something is if something aches you, it's probably the thing that you should actually get into so if it's lighting do the most you know yes get the wedding done be the jack of all trades for that wedding but keep pushing at that one thing because once our industry grows and becomes like your maybe cape town industry and films start Mm -hmm. rolling in and people have big productions or someone in hollywood is coming to zimbabwe to do a production they want to do it with locals they're not looking for the jack of all trades. They're looking for the guy who yeah. knows how to be a gaffer. You're a gaffer. We only have one that I know who's really good in Zimbabwe and everyone wants to use him. If you're a gaffer, be the best at it. You know, if you are good at editing, kill it to the T so that when you are presented with that opportunity, you can actually make it happen. Pull those 10,000 hours when you're not in the hustle, trying to make it happen. Yeah. And then I also think just identify talent so that we can um, build on our collaboration. You know, so when we mm-hmm. are doing these things, we build on our collaboration. We also help each other identify these skills from these people. Like, okay, you know what? Oh, I know that person. They're actually so, so good at lighting. I love being at creative meetings where someone's like introducing someone to me and saying, you know what, if you want a good photographer, try this guy. You know, and I'm just like, okay, let me check him out. And I see, you know what, this guy's actually doing so good at that. And I think, yeah, I think mastering skills in our industry in Zimbabwe right now is one thing I've noticed is what we need to do. It's sad. I've seen a lot of this happen is production companies come from overseas and they're paying big bucks and then they bring their people because they feel their people are experts at something. Yeah. And then we are left wanting. But I think the more we bring people, we collaborate, we shed light, um, 
um, to some of the people in our industry who actually are doing good at their craft, I guess, the more we grow. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. And like you said, it's about giving people a chance because I've noticed across industries, not just um, in the creative industry, but people end up being jacks of all trades because there's no masters to supervise and teach them. You, you, every everything is just all oh, my life. I had to fight, and then now I would dig anything. You can't take any critique or no anything because you have had to. <laughs> but again, and it's not up to that level that's needed because you're always sort of like in competition or something with the other person instead of learning together. Um, yeah. And speaking of uh, people learning together, right? We have a question from one of our film fellows. Yeah. who she this person was really excited to ask you a question so let's have that come on hi titi my name is satenda i'm one of the film fellows and my question is um given the situation in zimbabwe what is the most difficult production process that uh that a young filmmaker is likely to encounter and how to go about it thank you production process hi satenda <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, there's, there's a few things. I mean, she did say in, in the situation we are in in Zimbabwe and, you know, honestly, there's a lot of restrictions. There's a lot of restrictions to entry. Um, there's, um, yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. it can be really, really hectic. And if you are just out of school and you, you don't really know, you know, what to do, where you're going, I guess, that's that's probably like one of the biggest hurdles I've I've seen, and I guess that's why I keep imploring. If even if you're a one man band, get someone under your wing. You you know it doesn't take anything away from you to get someone helping you, um, mm -hmm. but also make sure that you you share <laughs> the cake when you get it. But um, I yeah, think, um, <laughs> I think just as a as a young filmmaker, I think um, definitely. Um, the restrictions to entry, getting equipment, sometimes hiring equipment is so expensive. I mean, there's only very few companies that do so. And by the time you get enough jobs to buy your own <laughs> is, is a bit hectic. Um, so like sometimes in the process of getting the right camera for um, a job, but what I would implore you, um, people like Tatenda is, you know, I know there's this phrase that we're having at the moment in the creative industry which i agree to don't do free work but if you are starting out try and attach yourself to um people who are killing it it doesn't kill you mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt you to learn you know be a group i mean i think some of my earlier years i was making tea <laughs> when I'm thinking, you know what, I'm a university graduate um, and I'm making tea here. But when I'm not making tea, I'm sitting next to this animator and I'm learning what he does and I'm just being friendly and, you know, mm. allowing myself to do the menial work in a big organization in order to learn how things happen. And it's weird. I think, um, I think the one time I was interning somewhere and they like literally put me in a media room and I would look through newspapers the whole time. And, but, um, you know, I would then move around the departments and 
weirdly, when we started C Media, I realized I actually knew so, so much about production processes because while I was interning, I would make friends and I would ask questions and I would, and I didn't get paid at that internship. And then my mom's like, yeah, you need to buy yeah. a cake for these people when you're leaving. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> with what um, money? But she was teaching me a culture, you know, and mm -hmm. it's that culture of thank you, that culture of, you know, you, there's nothing that is below you you know, mm -hmm. um, because anything can be a learning curve. You can actually learn from anyone around you. So yes, we want to be paid as creatives because we are so creative. I agree. I, and I, you know, me included, I, I don't want to take people and not actually pay them for what they've done. But if you know that, yeah. you know, you need to learn something, allow yourself to attach to people who are doing good and learn mm -hmm. and not be quick to, you know, I, I want to get paid, be more um, um, willing to just figure out, be clever, <laughs> you know, yeah. be, clever. be like, you know what? Yes, I'm here holding, you know, uh, being a grip, holding a cable, but I'm watching how that director is um, um, doing that interview. I'm watching how this guy is setting up his camera, you know, because one day that person's going to be you. Mm -hmm. For so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like you I said think. before, it's it's you have to be intentional about everything you do. We need to be intentional about taking people under our wings. We need to be intentional about getting more women. And anyway, way watch or if you are in a situation where you're there to learn, don't just make the tea and then go play Candy Crush and you know, be doing Zumba in the in free periods. Be intentional oh about soaking up the environment you're in. That's true. Intentionality is everything in, in, in this industry, I think. Um, even just intentionality, I think even for Tatenda, I think working with people is also difficult. Um, so just um, you, you almost have, you know, you get onto a set and you have different characters um, on your <laughs> set. And I think sometimes you just have to, they say kuzora moyo, um, but also yeah. know what you're there for. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I really, I think when I spoke about pre-production, I spoke about your end result. Um, what is your desired outcome? That's the most mm -hmm. important thing, you know. So find a way to work around those people. Find a way to always have a plan B. Um, be nice for that hour or two hours. It's not going to kill you. Um, yeah. But also um, in terms of the process, make sure you've got your checklist. And the more you grow you know, your craft and your research and that kind of stuff, people will start recognizing you. And they'll start saying, you know what, that kid had such a good attitude on set. I want, I want them back, you know, or, you know, that guy, he's, he doesn't really know how to do this, but I think we could actually teach him or add this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, sometimes when you're on um, a, a production or something, people actually realize what um, potential you have in a certain skill that you're probably not, you don't possess at that time and then you're given yeah. opportunities so yeah i mean the sky's the limit yeah it, it really is um before we before we end you'd mention a couple of people a couple of women that you think are killing it like carol are there any others that you just want to just shout it out there that these women are killing it and they're doing amazingly 
obviously yeah, I, I will start with you, but carry on the list. <laughs> um, I guess, you know what, I have been quite intentional in looking at some of the people that I see working behind the scenes, the technical um, ladies um, in Zimbabwe, actually. I know quite a lot who are outside and they're killing it, but I actually would like yeah. to just, there's a few that I can mention in Zimbabwe. Um, like, yeah, um, Tatenda Masanga, um, Carol and Tatenda Marufu, they, the sisters, those girls, mm -hmm. you know, they're really working on their craft. Um, I met recently Stephanie from Enthuse Africa. She's cool. Um, Lindiwe Maguara, that girl is amazing in terms of uh, her camera work and her editing. Samantha mm -hmm. Mandive, I worked with her before, but she is killing it um, as well. And there's a lady that I really, really like. I met her at um, ZBC. Her name is Ska. Ska. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's also cool. She's a lot older. I think she, you know, I've, every time I've had a chat with her, I've actually learned something. She's got a wealth of, um, yeah, of experience um, on, her, on her back, I think, yeah. I can't think of a lot of other people, but yeah. <laughs> Those are some of the people I know, some of the ladies I think that are really, they're really doing good. Um, and yeah, I think watch this space. Thank you, that's great, because that gives us a list of people to, that, that's our hit list. Now we're going to go approach those people and see who we can attach ourselves to and learn how to grow. Yeah. 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 Titi, thank you so much. This has been just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and laughs. And yeah, I really hope that everybody else has um, enjoyed and found this really useful because, like I said, production is not really a thing that a lot of people think about. Um, seriously and professionally in the industry and thank you so much for talking to us thank you so much for being here thank you it was nice hanging so out with you yeah. thank you bye thank you and uh anybody who has any comments any questions anything for the film fellow um for the film fellowship and for the film fellows and everything that we're doing please drop a comment uh, send a DM on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's always available. And I will see you next week, 5 p.m. for the Film Friday podcast. Thank you so much.